Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. On our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some cognac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 94th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We debate the value of Cuban regional editions. We review Habano's cigar pricing strategy one year later, and a few lizards recount an all-time prank on Rooster, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Cavassier VSOP Cognac with the San Cristobal de la Habana Haramal Malaya Edición Regional, Malaysia. Montesco tonight on the pod from San Cristobal de la Habana. It's called the Hiramau Malaya. It's a 55 ring gauge cigar by five and one eighths inches long. It's a regional edition. And it's the second San Cristobal we've done on the podcast, Bam. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what the other one was? I don't want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> the famous La Punta. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and hopefully it's not the case with this one, but. Uh, we're going to try it tonight here, boys. This is a big boy tonight. It is. 55 yeah. ring gauge cigar. Um, you know, we've been uh, moving away from the Lanceros and the, the Lonsdales a little bit, bigger ring gauge stuff, and I thought this was an accessible uh, regional edition out of Cuba that we could do. So here we are tonight with this one. Yeah. So It's a good looking cigar. All right, let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. Interesting little cigar. Yeah. Some fruit. Fruity. I get a little milk chocolate on the cold draw. Yep. Hope it tastes as good as this draw. I love the wrapper. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful wrapper, actually. Mine's yeah. a little darker. I think mine's one of the darker ones out of this box. For some reason, despite them being color matched, I feel like I got one of the darker ones out of it. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but they weren't terribly... like they Oh, really, that is really dark. They weren't really that. color matched in the box. Look at that. And that was the first I opened it since I got them. Wow. Yeah. Could be, a, could be a fake box. <laughs> Careful. Guys. You know what? No, it very well could be. You actually want to find those anomalies in those that, boxes. But, but not the color matching is yeah. usually a, a, a sign that the box may not be legit. That so. cigar was rolled in Pete's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Let's light this thing. The San Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramau Malaya, Edición Regional, out of Malaysia. Again, it's a Montesco. A larger Robusto. It's a 55 ring gauge cigar by five and one eighth inches long. Comes in a beautiful 10 count box. Uh, I would say similar to what, what listeners would expect out of a 10 count box of Partagas D Force. Yep. And then it comes in a really nice out, outer cardboard box that's decorated really fancy. But it's a nice, yeah. nice presentation. It is. Well, you wouldn't expect anything less for a regional. You'd hope, right? It's overpriced and expensive. Well, not all regionals come out with that outer box. No, that's, that's true. That's ornate. Mm-hmm. Some regionals have come in cardboard boxes, I think. Yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. The King Henry. I know there's a couple that we have. The Sir Henry, excuse Sir me. Sir Henry. Yeah, there's a bunch that just come in the old, you know, cardboard boxes. This is nice on a light. Yeah. It's not it's not a lot there. I'm getting a, like a tingle on the front of my mouth, but it's not like a twangy thing. It's it's like a it's just a tingle. Yeah, the aroma is nice. I mean, the it smoke is, the smoke yeah. smells really nice, but not getting a whole lot. Yeah. So uh, this regional edition was announced in 2020. This specific box we're smoking is two years old. It came out of La Corona factory in Havana. Uh, its code is RAT August 21. And uh, they made 8,888 of these boxes. I would assume they're still making them. And the reason why I wanted to do this tonight, guys, is uh, I've, I found, and I think Rooster are the same, um, these seem to be one of the more accessible regionals that have ever been released. You know, that I felt like I got two boxes, Rooster got a box. It's not like we were ter- like really trying that hard. Have you tried this before? I no, I've yeah. never, I, 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 haven't, have. I haven't opened this. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried it young, though, Rooster, right? Yeah, the day I got it. Oh, yeah. You like the sample. That's that was really young. <laughs> I do too, honestly. Was well, anybody I mean, wondering why they released 8,888 boxes? I'm assuming it's a lucky number in Malaysia. That's in, how many tigers in, in, in China. In China. Oh, in China. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Eight is oh, a very lucky yeah. number in is China. Is that right? Ah. Yeah, I wonder whether these were made for the Malaysian market or the just East Asian market and all. Well, I, I think, you know, I got mine from FOH, uh, Friends of Habanos, out of El, Friends of El Habana, excuse me out of uh, Australia, and their, distributed, their distributor from Habanos is uh, Pacific Cigar Company, PCC, out of sure. Hong Kong. Yep. So I think that's why he was able to get so many of them, uh, is to your point, uh, Pagoda, I think it's definitely serving the, you know, um, Eastern Asia, you know, the and, Asian and, market there. And just to clarify for the listeners, uh, when we talk about regionals, in this particular case, we're talking about the regional where they're making cigars for mm-hmm. the distributor of that particular region. Exactly. So addition, you know, Edition Regionales exists to give a little bit of a boost on a semi, you know, yearly basis, you know, every couple of years, let's say. You know, each market will get a special cigar that's designated for them. You know, you can get Mexican regionals, Irish regionals, UK regionals. There's a Cuban regional. There's, you know, uh, Hong Kong. There's 
all the all the markets around the world that's that there's a Canadian regional. Uh, all the markets around the world that sell Habanos on a regular basis are often uh, served with some sort of regional addition to kind of augment, mm-hmm. give them a little excitement, some press to talk about. Yeah. Um, I wonder and, why they have a Cuban regional. And boost sales. They do. They do have I a know, Cuban regional. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting, that's right? strange. Yeah. Did you know anything about regionals and the size being important to a regional that's made? No. Okay, so I'm just reading this. This is interesting. Um, it's basically saying, so in 05, they introduced this whole regional concept and everything Gizmo said obviously explains the intent behind it. But what's interesting is that, um, Habanos SA, uh, gave their regional distributors special sizes that aren't part of the respective brands, regular production lineup. Yeah. In some cases like the Bolivar gold medals, Habanos SA gave specific distributors sizes that had been discontinued. But most are sizes that have never been available for that brand prior. Interesting. That I is never interesting. Knew that. No, that's new. And then new it says us. there's one major exception to that rule, and that's the most famous, the uh, Edmundo Dantes El Cond yep. 109, which is an ER available for Mexico yep. that is related to the Monte Cristo brand, but is largely its own brand. So Edmundo Dantes was f- uh, founded for and by a gentleman named Max Gutman. And Max Gutman was the guy who invented the concept of the La Casa del Habano stores, which are another level above the Habano specialists for, for HSA retailers around the world. And I guess for his many, many years of service, Edmundo Dante is actually a, an extension of Monte Cristo, but it has its own similar band on it, mm-hmm. its own market just for him. Yeah. They pretty much invented it for for him. We heard about that cigar? Yeah, it's got a big story. Yeah, it's a people love that one hundred and nine. Yeah, and I I don't remember when that was released. I don't know if it was two thousand nine or something, Senator. But the that that one hundred and nine is very 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 sought after and very hard to find. Like people are obsessed with that, and I think if you look at what was released at the Habanos Festival this year, that entire Partagas linea line. All of them have the 109-shaped cap on them. Yeah, which I like a lot. Which I do, too. It's very cool. And that also goes back to the Lusitania. used to have a 109 uh, head on it. Really? In the 70s. Yeah, they changed it, I think, in the 80s or 90s. Wow. The old Lusitanias actually had 109 heads on it. Interesting. Uh, And that's, you know, I think, so that's part of the reason also why they gave the Partagas Lineas uh, 109s. I mean, I, I wonder why there's such an attraction towards that 109. Because once you cut it, it's gonna it's flat anyway. Yeah, kind of. So you don't want to take. What's the what's the yeah. advantage or disadvantage? I like the mouthfeel of a one hundred and nine because it's in between a typical Parejo kind of shape, you know, uh, or a flat kind of head that you'd get. Let's say let's compare Lusitania, right? You look at or a, a normal robusto, compare or this cigar compared to a pyramid, you know, a torpedo type shape. The 109 is right in, it's kind of right in between that with a yeah, rounded it's like a top. Blunted, it's a blunted pyramid top. It's exactly. A, yeah. yeah. Or like a rounded Ramon. Uh, Ramon has a 109. Ramon Alonis. Yep. Yeah. But to Rooster's point, I mean, none of these things make like all that much of a difference <laughs> once the cigar is cut. It's true. Yeah. It's fun. I just, I'm, I do love the 109 shape. I always have, you know. Yeah. I think, uh, wasn't in Cuba when uh, somebody mentioned that the reason they're trying, do that is so that there's uh, some concentration of flavor which comes through when you're lighting it up they mentioned that i remember that conversation i guess there's some merit to that maybe 
Yeah, and I think I think it's the same. I would think with the, the torpedo, especially or, yeah, if you take yeah. a, you know the, the the pyramid. If you just take a little bit off and you're getting enough draw, then that flavor is definitely going to be concentrated into a smaller, you Aperture. know, a smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you guys thinking of the cigar so far? Oh, well, you know, I'm not getting a lot of flavor. That's a surprising thing. I just I don't I can't really even pull out any notes. I'm just it's, getting smoke. It's lacking character, but it's not offensive. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's offensive. not a bad cigar. No. It's not as bad as the La Punta, I would say, but no, there's that, not much here. That cigar, that La Punta, you want to throw that at your worst enemy. Lit. <laughs> <laughs> but Didn't you bury I, those in your garden, Bam? I did, and it ruined my vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> he says lit. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> I mean, this is not a cheap cigar. I mean, it, we paid like $30 a stick, and now yeah. they're going for about yeah, what you, They're going for 55 I saw Half Wheel reviewed this. It says they paid $55 a stick for When this. did they review it? 2021. Wow. I have a question. How long has this Vitola been around? Uh, this, th- this, you mean this, this particular region? This yeah. release was yeah. uh, really, it was announced in 2020. They usually come out about a year later. 21. Oh, so so this young, came out late 21. So no one knows the history. There's no history on it. There's no, no aging characteristics that are known about it. Not yet. So who no. knows if what's this going to turn into? Who knows? But right now it's... Uh, yeah, it's like white bread. Yeah. Salty white bread. It's not offensive, but, you know, serviceable. Yeah. So uh, not much to talk about as far as San Cristobal de la Habana history. It was founded in 1999. It's the newest brand that Habanos has, the newest marca. I think that's probably the most interesting fact about it. The other being that the name, San Cristobal de la Habana, was the original name of the city of Havana. Here's a here's the thing. So we were, when we were in the La Corona factory, this band in a larger scale, was proudly displayed in the conference room. And you see that around Havana a lot, this particular design of this band. And I I would say it was very similar to to Coaba at at Corona. Coaba is so celebrated there. And who smokes that? And we we talked to them about that. You know, you look at Coaba, they have some cigars that people love. We haven't done one on the pod yet. We're going to, but, you know, uh, that's not a... Uh, that's not a global brand. No. That's not, not a Monte Cristo. I mean, I'm not trying to be overly mean about this, but Well, you can be an elitist. Go ahead. I mean <laughs> I don't I mean I think most of the tourists there, they're buying Partagas, they're buying Bolivar, they're buying Upman, it's they're buying Cohiba, and what's probably left is Coaba, maybe San Cristobal. It's probably the easiest stuff to get your hands on there. So I've had Coaba. I bought a box of distinguidos. You know Did you think it was a Cohiba? the cheaper version (laughs) the much cheaper version it was okay you know it didn't really leave a memorable bark so let's talk about the uh the line san cristobal has right now yeah i was curious how many vitolas they have yeah so they have a few regular production cigars right now they have the el principe which is a petite corona they have the la fuerza a gordito robusta extra they have a la punta which is a pyramid companions we did that has a nickname on the podcast it's called the nightmare the nightmare <laughs> uh, and they also have a regular production what they call habano specialist release called the torian which comes in a ceramic jar of 25 cigars the jar really really nice looking uh, jar that comes in and finally an lcdh release called the prado which is a petite pyramid uh, 5 inch uh, pyramid uh, with 50 ring gauge and then they have a few uh, discontinued production cigars. You know, they've only been around since 1999, like we talked about. And then there are so many uh, special, you know, limited, uh, you know, regional edition, excuse me, and LCDH cigars, which is primarily, I think, what Habanos is using this marca for. Are there other marcas that they use 
for regional release? Yeah, it's very similar to uh, La Gloria Cubana, you oh, okay. know, even Ramon Ionis, Bolivar. Yeah, they all Rooster have regionals, don't they? Yeah, yeah this no, already, no, no, they no, hammer them. San Cristobal is the only one that gets regionals. <laughs> no, no, I guess I should rephrase the question. So this one is used prolifically, right? So there's many, There's a lot. Uh, through, are there other markers that they designate to release the primary number of regionals? A whole bunch. Yeah, a whole bunch. I mean, there's a lot of markets. I mean, right now, just right now. Just like Upman, Cohiba. No, I know they all have they, it. No, yeah. they don't. They don't. Oh, I'm sorry. The global smaller, brands don't. Smaller brands. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah Partagas, yeah. they don't. It's the So uh, they reserve it for this type of- The uh, smaller brands. Smaller brands. So right now, in the, in the hopper, they have four cigars that have been announced as regional editions and uh, Habanos collection series and, and, and other things that they haven't even shown them what they look like yet. So there's four right now in the hopper coming out of San Cristobal de la Habana uh, for- regionals and other things so that's what this brand is for in their eyes you know certainly the regular production stuff's not a home run yet and as far as like i said as far as san cristobal goes there's not a lot of history there um to go over it's only 25 years old are there other san cristobal cigars that you guys have tried yeah the el principe and the prado you've had the prado yeah I, a, I like that size, the short it's a, it's torpedo. A short is it good? Torpedo. Yeah, is it good? It's okay. Hour, I like the El Principe a little bit better. It's got it's got more flavor. That one's talked about a lot. I'm thinking yeah. that's probably the most well known San Cristobal. Yeah, it's a small stick. I forget what size it is, but it's kind of like a Corona. I'm actually looking at it. It's a Minutos. It's 42 ring gauge by yeah, four like and three eighths inches. Corona, petite Corona. Petite Corona. It's a good stick. It's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, I mean, it's compared. You know, like compared to this, it's got it's got a lot. <laughs> So, this has got a lot of smoke. It does. Good smoke output. <laughs> the smoke output is probably the best part of this so far. Beautifully yeah. made cigar too. Are you guys getting anything right now? Not much. Yeah, tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasant tobacco though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, not offensive. This right now, this just reminds me of like a mild morning smoke. Yeah, big time. But just. But I feel like a, a cup of coffee would overpower it. It's true. There's <laughs> not a whole lot here. <laughs> Ice coffee. Ice coffee would overpower this. Yeah, but I, I mean, I just can't. You know, for thirty bucks a steak, you, you want more oh, out yeah. of a steak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and if if senators saying that they're forty or fifty now, yeah, so. a year and a half later, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this a lot. How I don't know. I'm not going to say that we frown upon regionals, but we love the standard production cigars so much, and they're so incredibly you know made. Uh, this is this is just a lot of hype. Yeah, it's yeah, just I, you know, it's it's mild. It's okay if a cigar is mild. Not even but this, a mild with some flavor. Not just you know? this regional, but a lot of regionals that we've well, smoked. Well, that's the thing. You said we don't yeah. frown upon. I'm, I make no apologies for this. I have always frowned upon yeah, regionals. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Years ago, Giz and I would even debate this about I was trying regionals to be nice, versus. <laughs> no, no, but I, I have to say it. I mean, we used to debate regionals versus limitadas. At the yeah. time, Gizmo preferred. He thought regionals were better quality. I thought limitadas were better quality. Mm -hmm. And I think my issue with regionals, number one, the fact that they're released from the smaller brands that I don't prefer or smoke more than I do the larger ones, that already makes them less interesting to me. And then number two, they're young and fresh. And I'd rather have a Limitada with some age. It's not tremendously aged when these first come out, but some age than something this young from a brand that I don't particularly love. I just feel like, and then you look at these, some of them, not all, but like how ornate this box is. Oh, it's like it's they're hype. trying too hard yeah, to it's make It's a marketing this gimmick. It's yeah. Hype. yeah. And they're overpriced. And people chase, and I know I did too. I mean, double bands and, you know, it's, so, 
Well, the Connoisseur Corner's got to try it all. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the packaging, Senator. So as I mentioned, this comes in a 10-count box, very similar to the D4, and it has a, a pretty ornate outer cardboard box uh, with a little magnet uh, yeah. flip-top lid. It's in black. And black it tells cardboard. the story of the Hiramau is the Malaysian word for tiger. Malaya is the Malaysian language. So it's the you know, Malaya tiger is the what this represents. And there's a whole story about how this is one of the smaller breeds of tigers in the world. And they tell this whole story inside the packaging of, of how this tiger kind of rules the, rules the kingdom a little bit. But it's a, it's a little guy. And then it tells, you know, a sadder story, which is weird to see on the inside of a cigar box, about how humans have completely ravaged them. So that decision was a little odd. But, oh, yeah. You know, enjoy well, your cigar, but Yeah. <laughs> I, <would've, laughs> I would have preferred the story of the lizard, but, you know, Agreed. teach their own. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Lagarto. Uh, yeah, we need a Lagarto. We need a, you know what? When we go back to Havana. You'll find we need to memo. make it happen. Yeah, yeah we're going to put Senator on the case. The silver tongue will unleash his rage. Get a regional edition. One of the factories is going to listen and do it. Yeah, we have to have somebody do it. We need a lizard regional. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. just flex your influence. Yeah. Come on, do it. What's the What's the uh, shirt with the... Oh, Lacoste. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's an alligator, though. Is it? It's an alligator. It oh, I yeah. thought it was a lizard. Yeah, no, right. no, it's an alligator. That's true. All right. Well, we need a lizard regional, so we're going to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> All right, boys, you want to talk about our pairing tonight? Yes. The Pass complete. the Cavassier, baby. Dude. Pass it. It's delicious. Especially when you're smoking this. It's the complete opposite. It's yeah. full flavor. Yeah. I'm very, very much looking forward to trying this. Dip the whole thing in it. <laughs> or rub it out. I get something. <laughs> get some flavor that way. So the the funny thing is, Giz was talking about how um, San Cristobal is the youngest of the Cuban brands. Uh, Corvassier is actually the youngest of the big four cognac houses. Uh, those being, and we've done. I'm actually very excited. This now completes the big four. That's cool. Oh we've yeah, done, this was the last that's one, cool. right? Oh yeah, very we, cool. We started the journey with Remy. We then did. Hennessy, then Martel, and now Corvassier. Um, so they do have that in common. Now, you know, the irony in cognac, this stuff was all started a long time ago. Young being 1828. Not to interrupt you. Not quite 1999 like like San Cristobal. <laughs> we did the Hein as well, that cognac. Where but, does that rank? That's a smaller producer. It is, right? This okay. is like the big global, oh, gotcha, like gotcha. they're everywhere. Got it, yeah. And that's why even for us, honestly, Hein is very hard to find. Yeah. It's not readily available everywhere. No. It's just the smaller production. Actually, I went into a it's couple a stores in the last few weeks. They had they, they didn't, yeah. no mention of Hines, but find of course it. they had this sure. alongside all the others. For sure. So some other interesting stuff about Corvassier. They actually first started, this guy Emmanuel Corvassier, who uh, founded it, they started as a wine producer mm. and then moved into uh, the cognac business. Uh, what it's most famous for, and it even says right on the bottle, if you look at the label, Corvassier in big letters, and then it says... The Cognac of Napoleon. Ah. It's Napoleon Bonaparte's favorite cognac. Mm -hmm. He apparently visited them in the early 1800s, left with a bunch of barrels of their cognac, and just raved about it, and it just sort of, this nickname got coined that has stuck all these years later. So, so not like bottles, to, eh? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Case. No, barrels. Barrels. Case. Yeah, barrels. Barrels. <laughs> I'd like to know, did Napoleon actually pay for it, or did he just walk in as a dictator? He just took it. it. Yeah. <laughs> just take it home. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Just, oh, I know. Just roll into McAllen. Just, I'm going to take a couple <laughs> barrels. 
of your Macallan, please. You're not, you're not a Cohiba dictator. Factory. Or the Cohiba factory. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be great, too. I want to walk into well, I brought, my, brought, <laughs> I brought my own boxes. <laughs> and then the only other thing worth mentioning, um, the French, when they opened the Eiffel Tower in the late 1800s, uh, they celebrated the opening with Corbusier. Cool. Oh, nice. It's cool. That is cool. So they changed the bottle. They did. I'm glad you said that, Ben. Yeah. So uh, my dad used to drink this years ago. I mean, I remember as a kid, like holidays, like my mom picking up a bottle of Corvassier for him, and he'd obviously love to have uh, pair this with a cigar. And it was like a blue and gold it was, bottle. And a little shorter. Shorter a and uh, fatter. fatter, yeah. My dad drank a lot of this as well. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, here's a question. Do you think they did that for practical reasons to make it easier to shelve it at the stores? I like to, to to take the wide the wide mouth or the wide foot of the bottle to it shrink it up it to make it a little more traditional. Wide. It was just a bit um a bit it, fatter it, at the it, bottom. It was like the Remy seventeen thirty eight bottle. Ah, yeah, a little like, fatter okay, than okay, that. Yeah. got it. But the thing is, honestly, I think that this wasn't. I I really like how they've rebranded this. It even comes in a nice box. It's now, a beautiful box, which kind of reminds me of like a Paul Roger box, like the white with uh, an accent color. I think they've classed this up a lot. And I think it needed it, and it's deserving. I don't think the other bottle looked bad, but it it just didn't look. It was very old school. Yeah, yeah. This looks refined, mm -hmm. more modern, clean. I actually really like what they did with it. And I will say, this is drinking better than I remember it. I don't I, know if anything's changed, but I really like. This. I was just going to say, this is an excellent. This is a VSOP, right? Yep. This so that's for the listener. That's the mid grade. You know, you have VS, VSOP, and XO. Uh, this is. Kind of closer to oh, 100%. Remy 1738 in the flavor and quality yeah. than it it is to it drinks above its weight class. It does because it has viscosity and it's so satisfying. Ooh, I agree. Price wise, about the same as yeah. What is this? That's a great question. It's very uh, reasonable, uh, but let me pull this up. So I like your comment on viscosity, Bam. Oh, it, it's it, there. it it is really. It's rich. There's no. I have no ice in mind. Do you no, guys have ice? None in yours? of us no. do. Yeah. None. No. No. It's excellent. It is. It is. And as you drink it, it gets it gets better and better. Yeah. Hmm. I could do this with dessert after dinner and a cigar. Yeah. That I would agree be a with tremendous, that. I agree. Tremendous experience. And it's just another cognac in the line of cognacs that we've done, and I'm sure there's many more out there that mm -hmm. it's really great for pairing with a cigar. You know, I'll be. It's blunt. a really nice experience with a cigar. It, all this this experimentation with the cognac, it has actually taken me away from my love of scotch. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I would almost gravitate more toward a, toward a cognac if I had my choice. And I think the value. You look at the price of most cognac that yeah. we we've had, not the XOs. Let's put those aside. Right. I mean, uh, compared to let's say a bottle of Macallan Twelve, mm -hmm. you know, versus a VS or excuse me, a VSOP. Or uh, the 1738, you're saving quite a bit of money. Yeah. You guys ready for the price? Oh, geez. 45. For, I'm say 38. 48, 48 bucks. 60 bucks. 45.99. Wow. No way. Wow. That is insane. This is a must buy. This might be the best value cognac we've had Dude, so far. Dude, must is, buy. This is cheaper than the Heinz Rare. And yeah. yeah. So, Heinz Rare is like 65. Yeah, yeah. And wow. Senator, you tried Heinz Rare yesterday. And remember, you were doing that taste. Uh, can you just. Uh, elaborate a little bit on it in terms of the viscosity and yeah so the this profile. has that's i, I love this because the hein rare is also a vsop this has more viscosity the hein rare is lighter yep um 
this, you know, Giz was talking about how, and, and Bam also said this kind of punches above its weight class. This, first of all, looks, if you just look at the spirit in the bottle, it's very it's dark, dark, very rich, which is usually what an XO looks like. Yeah, it's yep. gorgeous. The longer it ages, usually the, the darker it gets. And um, this, this has many XO qualities about it. The price point to me is outrageous. Because you think about Hein Rare, as Pagoda said, that's like 65 a bottle. You think of Remy 1738, which is like 65, 67 yep. a bottle. Yep. I can't believe for $46, this I'd put this right up there with both those bottles. Absolutely. This is the I, this is the definitive statement. This is the best value of cognac we've done so far. I agree. I Th think. Thank you so it much, is. guys. It's a fact. I've got a new cognac to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, man. Yeah. You know, and going back to my comment about I'm not gravitating away from scotch, but if I had my choice, I definitely would pick a cognac. This is like now at the top of the list, kind of. But I never, I wouldn't have ever attempted to have a cognac. Why? Because my dad drank it. Yeah. I don't. Wasn't cool. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Old school. We've talked about this at nauseum, but it's really an eye opener. How it, tremendous it really is. this whole line of cognac experimentation is. And, and to your point, Bam, I, I feel the same way. I'm definitely. My scotch consumption has decreased since Same. I've gotten into cognac. Big time. And the thing I really just appreciate about it, I just love that you can pour any of these good cognacs neat. And no ice. And no ice, yep. no burn, no harshness. Just so satisfying. Yeah. It pairs incredibly with a cigar. And I feel like you know, almost all of the scotches that I like it needs some ice or some water. They're they're just a fuller, more intense sometimes experience from just the alcohol there. Yeah, and um, I, there's just something so refined and laid back about sure. a great glass of cognac. That I really love. I have a question. So his dad drinks it. My dad. My dad's passed away, but he had a lot of this in his time. Does Gizmo Senior partake in any? So he actually has never been a cognac guy. Okay. I actually have turned him on to cognac. Yeah, he does like brandy and some other after dinner drinks, but okay. his his main thing, like he he just loves a Manhattan. He likes to uh, make a Manhattan yeah. with Canadian club, like oh, that's yeah. his thing. Well, extra that's, cherry that's pagoda's juice, thing. <laughs> extra cherry juice, like he has his whole routine. When he sits down at a bar or a restaurant, he dictates very clearly exactly what he wants. Does he watch them? No. Oh yeah, he's very <laughs> very determined on Love what it. he likes. However, you know he just had uh, for you know Father's Day a couple months ago. He just had a birthday. I'm sending him stuff that he hasn't had before. Mm. I kind of stay away from scotch with him. Um, he's not a single malt guy. But well, the sounds cognac, like his palate is sweeter. It is. Because you said exactly. he drinks brandy. Exactly. And so even of cognacs, and cognac is brandy, um, of cognacs, a sweeter cognac would appeal to him. And he would love this. He would He would love this. I've sent him the 1738, and I sent him uh, the Hennessy mm. Uh, I believe I'd sent him the XO. Wow. That we, did, did we do the Hennessy XO? That was the 10, right? We did, I think so. I think that was a 10.0. Yeah, we, that very high marks on that. We definitely did Remy XO. Okay, maybe, it, whatever the 10.0 was. Okay, then so that the, was Remy. The Hennessy XO was a 9. I sent him the Remy XO for his birthday, and he loved that. So he's definitely getting turned on, because I'm trying to get him away from having to mix these drinks. <laughs> and like, just, dude, just take the bottle and dump it and enjoy right. it. Like, we don't need to be running out to get cherry juice, you know? I'm out of cherry juice. <laughs> Honey, oh, I got to go. You have no idea, dude. You have no idea. And he lives in rural Pennsylvania, so it's like 40 minutes each way to go, go to the store. So, But yeah, it's, uh, you know, to answer your question, mm. he's definitely uh, 
Definitely here's a, enjoy. Here's it. a question for you connoisseurs in the room. We have yet to do a brandy. Is the is a is a cognac considered to be superior to a brandy? And is there a different process of making it? Yeah, so I mean, I I think it's I definitely you, perceived as you superior. frown upon brandies, and I fucking know that. <laughs> oh, this is this. <laughs> That's is why thing. I'm asking. I I think that brand, brandies number one are very sweet, and I don't like anything overly sweet. I like something more balanced. So mm-hmm. to me, cognac does a better job of ha- producing a, a balanced spirit. Uh, you know, it's like people always say, like, "Oh, you drink brandy, you're gonna have a horrible hangover because there's so much sugar." It's just a very sweet drink. I think sherries are more sweet. Sweeter than no, brandies, no, no, no. Cherries are drier than brandy, um, and some cherries are actually super dry. The most sweet spirit I know of is port. That, that that's, well, that's, that's, well, that's definitely a dessert. That, drink. That's like yeah. syrupy dessert sweetness. What, I, what I love about a sherry, it's got a short, dry finish. It's very short. It's really quite nice. Cherry's drier, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's different for sure. But is there a superiority to cognac that brandy? Yeah, doesn't I think. Have? I, I think. I mean, number one is just the, the sweet factor, and number two. Um, I can't name you like a really famous, prominent brandy brand. And I just don't think that people are investing in producing top quality brandies like yeah. the way companies are investing in producing top quality cognacs. So I'm always open-minded. I mean, we've tried some crazy stuff on this podcast we and have. found some gems. I'm very open to trying. This is a, yeah, this, is, to, this to me is a call out to the listeners right now. If you have a brandy you love that you think we should review, send us an email because... You know, we've done this with tequila. We've done this with, you know, uh, with with cognac. Now, I'd love to go down another path and and find some great spirits. So definitely email us. And uh, the path I'm thrilled we did go down. That's in this family was Armagnac. Oh yeah, that oh was great. yeah, that was tremendous. that was really good. Absolutely, I'm glad I found that. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, we got to do more of those. Yeah, yeah. So I did have a brandy the other day. Oh, that, that Spanish brandy. Yeah, the Spanish brandy. I'm looking at the fo- trying to find the photograph because I haven't. Here we go. What is it? This is the Cardinal Mendoza brandy out of Spain. Let's try it. It was really quite tasty. Really? Yeah, very good. What would you compare it to that we've done on the pod it, honestly, that I would know? It's a little different than I think. And it closer to the Armagnac, I think. Really? Yeah. All right. Hmm. That's promising. Could That's be worth good. trying. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. Now, would you pair that with a Cuban cigar or a New World cigar? Cuban all the way. Yeah. Got it. But see, that I'd be willing to try. Like, what just kills me with brandy, it's like apple brandy. Like, I don't want apple Yeah, brandy. there's a lot of fruit-flavored oh, no. brandy. No, no, that's yeah. disgusting. If they name the fruit on <laughs> it, I don't disgusting. want it. Yeah. No, no, none of that. So what are you guys thinking about the cigar so far? A little under halfway through? Hasn't changed much. <laughs> no, but I'm not offended <laughs> by it. Unfortunately, yeah. That's not offensive. It, here's, you know what it is, is it frustrates me. Let's put aside price. Let's sort of put aside all the hoopla about it. Like, seeing this second band on it with this... The the classic uh, you know Edition Regional uh, exclusive on Malaysia. Seeing this band on there frustrates me that it's not giving me more. Knowing mm-hmm. what we paid for it or what someone today would pay for it if they bought a single or a fiver, or if they bought a box of ten, and it's just I don't understand these blending and, and decisions that it's not worthy of the first band. It's certainly not <laughs> worthy of the second. That's true. I agree. It's just not worthy of it. Like. Have you retrohaled yet? Honestly? I have. It's mediocre. I, I capture a little bit of a hint of fruit that we got on the cold draw on a retrohale, but just a typical draw, it's pretty flat. I think the retro is, yeah, I, most of the time you get a little bit more out of the retro on a yeah, mediocre cigar. That's true. I'm not getting much of much at all out of this. Mm. It's it, smoking fine. Yeah. The only thing I'll say, the, the first half was 
not offensive, but borderline for me. Borderline offensive? offensive on the really? Light. Yes. Yeah. The light, I was just getting like a weird kind of a stringent, like harsh taste. You're being tough. And then that smoothed out. <laughs> but what I will say, the second half has like firmly settled into just like smooth, easygoing, not very flavorful, but like almost slightly pleasurable in the sense that like it's just a really, really easygoing smoke. I just want to get some flavor notes yeah, out of it. That's what's killing it. It doesn't leave a mark. It's not memorable. Like if this had some flavor, this could be a good cigar. Like because it, it's, it's smoke, it's performing great. That's the thing. The great burn lines is sharp as hell. Great performance. I mean, the the, the ash is nice. The yeah. smoke output's great. Awesome. There's just no flavor. It's like you're on a date that you can't wait to end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the conversation's going nowhere. We've all been. Yeah, there. it's just not <laughs> nothing. You're not getting anything out of it. You know. There's no chance of a second date. Tranquilo, yeah. tranquilo. tranquilo. <laughs> Rooster's got a lot on his mind today. <laughs> Speaking of Rooster, so I missed. Oh yeah, I missed an event. You so didn't miss this, anything. This, so for the listener, this it was has been, it was a revelation. This has been teed up for me. I'm so I'm with like I'm about to burst. <laughs> So for the listeners, so we uh, all the lizards got together, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. And it was a rather sad occasion. It was a sad occasion. Yeah. yeah. But the six of the lizards were there. I was not, and I've gotten some very loose, uh, confusing, <laughs> sly reference notes about this lizard meeting, and I, I I'm told there's a story. Oh, that. there's a story. And so, I need to hear this. And w- the listeners need to hear this. Senator, you have the floor. Right. This is why we're here. <laughs> so right. forget the cigar. Let's go. I'll, I'll tell it because this was fun for me and that I kind of just got to watch this whole thing unfold. And thank God I was not part of orchestrating it. So we were at Pagoda's. Um, I, I, I do kind of want to just mention the occasion because I think it's, it's just a nice call out. Um, Pagoda's mom, unfortunately, recently passed. May she rest in peace. And um, we had a great day. Yeah. Um, They're supporting Pagoda, yeah. Thank sure. you, guys. Yeah, They're course, supporting Pagoda and, uh, you know, remembering Pagoda's mother, who clearly is an amazing person. We've obviously been so lucky to get to know Pagoda over these uh, last few years. And um, it was later into the evening. And, uh, you know, at this point, I think it was kind of, you know, morning in the morning and, and uh, in the afternoon and then kind of just trying to celebrate her life and, and unwind um, late in the day. And I, Puba got there first of the lizards? Yes. Okay, so Puba was there first with Pagoda. I I showed up next, <laughs> and then Bam was there for his second shift of the day. That's right. I was Rooster, there earlier. By the way, Rooster's back. already starting to boil. And so <laughs> Look at his face. I sit down, and I go to light a cigar, pour myself a drink, and I just like Puba and Pagoda well, are just cracking up. Rooster showed up without any cigars. I texted Right. He, oh, that's right. That's I right. said I don't have any. I'm coming from work. I that's don't right. have any cigars. Can somebody spot me one? And of course, oh. everyone said. Oh, because sure. after the morning when I saw you, you were going to work. <laughs> right. And then after work, you were going right to Pagodas. That's right. That so you didn't go home to get cigars. I, mean, I didn't expect like we were going to be it. hanging. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. Or, I understand. Yeah. Okay. And then Puba was the very first to respond when Rooster said, "Like, can anyone bring me a cigar?" And he's like, "I've got plenty of cigars. No problem." So I get there, and Puba <laughs> at Pagoda are just clearly something is so funny. They're just laughing. They're, they seem in like this great mood. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, wait till we tell you what we have planned when Rooster gets here. But here's the thing. Like I was observing, 
I didn't know what was going on. Senator, you knew much more than I did. But Puba looked like the cat that swallowed the mouse. <laughs> it's Literally. So true. He, so true. He had a smile on his face from <laughs> so ear to ear, texting somebody, I don't know who, maybe this guy to my right. <laughs> Pagoda. <laughs> it's so true. I couldn't even look at Puba during it. He, he was ready to just burst it was out laughing. Ridiculous. And so uh, I'm like, what is so funny? And Puma's like, all right, let me tell you what we've done. So he goes, you know how Rooster said he needed cigars? He's like, so I have plenty of cigars, but I was talking with Pagoda and we had this idea and uh, we went down into his tower and said, what's the worst cigar that's in here? What's the worst cigar that oh, you have it. buried somewhere By in the, the back way, of this tower? By the way, I'm just staring at Rooster. <laughs> My eyes are not moving. I'm right on you, buddy. <laughs> I'm looking the other way. I'm looking right at him. <laughs> I'm looking at Pagoda. <laughs> That's right. That's the triangle. Senator, continue. Oh, gosh. This is excellent. And so apparently they found, what was the stick, Pagoda? Zeno. Oh, it was a Zeno. Oh, it was a Zeno. So they found some It was a Zeno Davidoff. Yeah. It was. Oh, gosh. But here's that the, was yeah. a 54 ring gauge. It was a perfect was a Toro replica of that QD that he did. Of they, the QD 54. <laughs> so Puba had a QD 54. He took the, the band off, put it on the yeah. Zeno, and they're holding this cigar in front of me. They're like, look at this thing. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, the construction's not the best, but it maybe it'll pass. Like, who the knows? color was perfect. The I color thought. was. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I and couldn't so- tell. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, that indictment is coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rooster gets there, and you know, Puba opens up his case. Oh, Rooster, I've got a cigar for you. It's a QD54. 2018 aged and Rooster's like, oh great, you know, good cigar. Did, did Puba drop the code? Did he say MSU or anything like that, or was it just 2018? No, nah, I think he just said the year. Okay. I think just the uh, year, so 2018. And then and the- I, had, I had I had not smoked a lot of the QD. I mean, I smoked the 50, yeah, and the Coronas Claros, right, but not right. a lot of the 54. Sure. But so next thing you know, <laughs> Rooster's lighting this thing up. That's He's- a good me- attempt at couching. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> He's lighting this thing up. He's sitting there puffing away. And we're all looking like, I think the expectation was that he'd take a few puffs and be like, what the hell am I smoking? This is not a QD. And uh, he's puffing away, puffing away. Next thing you know, he's like halfway through the cigar. Loving it, by the way. Puba, like, <laughs> lo- like, he it, was it, loving the cigar. Puba's just. It was better than this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. Wasn't it? Mean, yeah. so how how would you true. know? I, I don't know. <laughs> Anything's better than this. He was in on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the way through, two thirds of the way through. Finally, everyone's kind of looking around laughing like, we got to tell. I mean, this is just bad. So uh, Pagoda, I think, broke the news to him. (laughs) (laughs) Right right at that point, right when you were going to say that, the cigar started to split. It did. It it started unraveling. The last third, it just started to split. I was like, something is not right. I mean, but that it could happen to any cigar. Sure. So. Yeah, sure. I had no idea. Especially, I mean, <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad my palate is. <laughs> I can't tell. Oh, no. Don't say Don't break my heart. <laughs> so then once Pagoda revealed what had actually happened, Rooster was already plotting his vengeance. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was not pleased. You know what it is? Rarely do we have anything on Rooster when it comes to his cigar prowess. Rarely ever. Forgive, but never forget. That's right. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what? Oh well, Lord, I've been oh I've been nervous since that day. <laughs> Just make sure we're around when this happens. Yeah. Whatever. When Rooster, by the way, when Rooster showed up tonight, Pagoda went to shake his hand, and Rooster <laughs> squeezed his hand so hard that Pagoda's like, "Dude, you just crushed my hand." <laughs> like the payback is ongoing here. Pag- yeah. Pagoda's been sleeping with the lights on ever since. <laughs> I, I really have. I really have. <laughs> so the retaliation is not limited to cigars, by the way. Oh no! <laughs> you know the funny thing when they broke the news to him, the first thing that you said. Well, it's not that bad. <laughs> but, but then he proceeded to throw it down at the ashtray. Immediately. <laughs> but it had already cracked by then. I was, ah, I was putting ah, it down. Good excuse. So. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the, a well-executed prank. I have very, to give them that. I mean, it's hard, oh, yeah. it's hard to get Rooster, but that's a good, very that's, hard that's a good one. No, and then you, the funny thing that you missed was... Puba and Pagoda going back and forth about who originated the idea. It wasn't me. No, no, it was you. No, oh, it was They were both backtracking. I mean, <laughs> Pagoda's like, no, it was your idea. Puba's like, no, it was your idea. We don't and know whose it was, by the way. I think it was probably Senator's idea. <laughs> 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 it might have been. It very well could have been. <laughs> I actually thought you hatched the scheme. No, <laughs> I, that's right. I was so thrilled that I got there late, which was not expected. I had a childcare issue. And um, I was thrilled once I did because I was like, oh boy, Rooster's not going to be happy about this and I'm in the clear on this one, this time. Forget about the Hour of Atonement for him. He's got to go on a pip. Yeah. Lizard pip. Lizard pip. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, uh, the fun part was, you know, going down to the tower and then... Picking looking, the right lo- cigar. Looking, yeah, looking for cigars and we were like, and Zeno happened to be the worst cigar I had over there. <laughs> and we pull it up and then... You know, we removed the band, but it was so difficult to put the QD uh, fifty four band on. It was, it was, it was just what an exercise it was. And we were laughing. We were like two giddy kids, just having a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, I must say the band wasn't loose. It didn't just like slide off. I mean, it was on there. On they the, worked yeah. it on there. Well done, prank. Yeah, good, yeah. Jo- good job deceiving. Yeah, their hands yeah. were all over that. It, cigar. it wasn't deceiving. <laughs> Please don't say deceiving. It was just a prank. Connoisseur corners. It was deceiving. Yes, I didn't know you could. It was deceitful. You can only remember. You can only do it for the to the people you love. Ah. (laughs) The fun pranks. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna know how much he loves you. I'm in trouble. I find it amazing. First off, Uh I didn't. You know, you think about Cuban cigars and how they look, right? To think that a Zeno Davidoff, yeah. which is what, a $6, $5 cigar? Yes. Is it? Yeah, wow. I mean, that's cheap. Really? Look how upset well, look how I'm you that. <laughs> is it? No. I liked a $5 cigar. <laughs> There's a Davidoff that's $6. It's a Zeno, yeah. It's like their entry-level budget line. You know, you were smoking that Zeno like you loved it, man. It was something and, to and see. And surprisingly, it was, we should do it, it on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, Actually, I, I Senator think we have to. That. We, yeah. we have to. Yeah. Because number one, the fact that Rooster didn't find it offensive basically all the way through. Number two, I was watching him smoke it. It actually burned well. The ash looked great. I was very shocked. It was well I would have gi- given it to you. <laughs> well, here's the good news. If we do it on the pod, that whole PIP review, we're going to be able to complete that with you and we'll relive this again Okay. during the next recording. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to live this again, please. <laughs> What's interesting, though, is that, you know, for, for as inexpensive that cigar is, I think mm. it's pretty cheap. I mean, we'll have to look it up. But, I mean, for it to perform that well, to it kind of be able to be masked as a Kaidorse number 54. And people pursue that cigar. I mean, you know what's funny, though? I was just thinking about it. They do. We've never had a listener out of all the cigars listeners have suggested yeah, and maybe. we've done or that are in the hopper. I've never had a listener. We've never had a listener email 
asking for the Xeno line. Yeah, interesting. This is true. However, there is one member at our lounge that religiously smokes these. I know who it is. Eric. Yes. That's the only person I've ever met that smokes uh, that cigar, and yep. he, he likes them a lot. So Yeah, we should try them. And clearly yeah. Rooster does too, so yeah, we ought to try There's a big Xeno guy over uh, here. Yeah, big Xeno guy. Big time. Big time. We're going to get you a Z on your hat like Zorro. <laughs> <Look at him>. <laughs> <laughs> You're in on this on this band. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say he, how by happy the way, I, I had Bam. nothing to do with by this? By the what way, are you talking about? Bam sounded Bam yeah. suggested he tried it before. <laughs> no, I did not. I have not had that. Cigar. Can I just say how happy I am to be innocent of all of this? I am as well. It makes me very happy that you have nothing on me here. What would you have done if you were there? I'd be totally in on he it. He probably would have print, he probably would have printed so a just, whole separate label. Just because a of second that. <laughs> you're guilty. <laughs> he would have printed a regional band to add to it. I would, I would. <laughs> put an EL on it. <laughs> That's great, yeah. man. So you're a Xeno guy now. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah, look at you. And you don't need to smoke all those expensive cigars. No. Clearly. No, I don't. Just get the Zenos. Yeah, just give them to us, and we'll stock you up with Zenos. <laughs> Connoisseur Corner's expanding. You can keep it's your repertoire. you can keep your bands. Just give us the cigars. Hey, I have a box of QD fifty fours. If you want to buy them, <laughs> they might be Zenos. They might not, but it's uh, a full box. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, Senator goes the next day, and the first cigar he smokes obviously has to be a QD fifty four. And then he pours it to everybody. I'm like, damn, please. Oh, that's right. I'm you're hoping di- you're diabolical, dude. I'm I'm hoping Rooster forgets it. Uh, this there's no way he's so gonna forget the this. The funny uh, thing is, you won't believe me when I say this, but I swear to God that that was a pure coincidence. And so sure, I said, sure. No, no, I'm serious because I said this photo. And first, uh, like Pagoda sent some funny response, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny," but I don't know why he said that. And then Puba puts "ha ha" on the photo, and then once it was the two of them were the first response. I'm like, "Now I get it." I'm like, <laughs> the irony that the first stick I'm lighting up the next day is a QD. That was great. That man. was unintentionally funny. You know what this out. tells me too, and for how much we love doing the podcast, we need to do more lizard outings All outside right. of the lounge. Indeed. Because this is this is great. This is gold. Yeah, this is fun. Oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah, Sorry, l- lesson learned. Never forget your cigars. <laughs> uh, no, not with this group. <laughs> so, boys, we're a little bit beyond halfway here with the San Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramao Malaya, ER, Tisión mm-hmm. Regional. What are you guys thinking of this thing? Pretty much the same. Yeah, this is uh, mediocrity at its finest. Oh, although I, I and I mean that quite literally, it's mediocre, but it's on the better end of that. Yeah, that's probably performance a, a wise. little harsh because I agree with what Senator said. It has smoothed out. It's evened out. It's leveled out. It's okay, but I yeah. think this is saying the same thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually just, really like that description. Yeah, like it's mediocre in that mm. it lacks flavor. There's nothing interesting about it, but it's at its finest because it's at least delivering smoke smoothly and a good experience performance wise yeah yeah i mean the ash the, the burn line the smoke output mm-hmm. the draw yep the construction everything's there it's just the blend is not no you know and that's and that's what frustrates me about these you know edition regionals and the, and the limited editions i mean or listen, this or this marker for what or the or the so marker uh, of course yeah. yeah no but you know it might taste better after a roti canai Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Malaysian dish, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was about to go into Google Translate. Well done. <laughs> but you know, it's like if you think about it, and, and this is where it comes down to the question of chasing, as we discussed earlier, chasing, you know, ERs or ELs. Right? It's like 
at the at the end of the day, this is the same tobacco plant with a slightly different blend. It's the same ingredients as every other cigar that comes out of Cuba. It's just a little bit different, blend. you know, the you blend. know, blend a little bit different. It's changing the ingredients, mm-hmm. and it's like there's nothing special about this tobacco. There's nothing interesting or different about it. it the blend is clearly inferior to most regular production cigars we smoke out of Cuba. And then to throw that second band on it, to put it in a second box, to, to make it limited to 8,888 boxes, it's, it's another example of a marketing exercise that Habanos has done here that's just, it's not great you know, at be, all. I'd be curious to see what the sales comparisons are between this entire marca and all the other marcas, where it, where it stands. I would think this is on the very, very low end. It's a guess, but honestly. Kind of like Quaba. I don't know. Look, we were in Cuba. This band was everywhere. You know, just, every just every on factor. the walls. Oh yeah, they weren't rolling a lot of <laughs> no, these. No, that's true. They were ro- rolling a lot more quavas than. Uh, yeah, but I think people. That's true. I think people chase those perfectos. I think people like that shape. Those and, are cool cigars. And it's not, you know, there's not a lot of perfectos out there that perform well. There's certainly not a lot out of Cuba. In regular production, I think that's what that brand is known for. I mean, what do they have? Three of them. So Two I had a I had a very very old Perfecto Coaba by Lizard Ryan up in Boston sent it to me. Yep. As a bodyguard with the order that I placed, it was spectacular. Really it was a tiny little cigar, but incredibly delicious. Was it Distinguidos? That's the big one that I have that oh. I just finished, Salomon chip. But uh, it's a little smaller. It's a Perfecto. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder if the regional like this is made for the Malaysian market. Do they kind of factor in the flavor profile of that region when they create a regional? Well, the, the distribution or the, there's, you know, maybe certain retailers in the market are involved in the blending decisions. So, the, you know, so somebody is, actually smoked this and this said, is collaborative. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is for the Malaysian oh, yes. market. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a this is a collaborative effort, you know, and and that's like we've talked about before. Obviously. Some of the cigars may end up in regular production after they're an LCDH that succeeds or, you know, a, re- a regional edition that's relaunched in some other way. But, you know, this was collaborative with people outside of Tabacuba and, and Habano S.A. that said, like, this is the right blend for what we're looking to do here. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, we need to sit down on the final approval process of the regionals. Yeah, we need to go back. <laughs> I, I think they need to cancel the regional program. I'm yeah, sorry. Dude, I agree. I don't completely. want any of them. I, I, I truly, there, there's not one regional to me that's worth its price point. But I'm going to guess that they sell tremendously throughout Asia. They it's probably mar- do. It's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a marketing exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back, you know, to the question of, you know, it's been what, over a year now since the prices went up. You look at, how stuff has changed. You look at this, you know, coming out at what, 280, 300 bucks a box for 10. Now it's probably 500. You look at I Havana's where Cohiba is just sitting. Trinidad is having a real hell of a time, maybe outside the Fundadors, but I don't even think I've seen a 22, 23 box of Fundadors come up. Nope. So, no Colonialis, no Esmeralda, I, none of the Vigia. I haven't seen any of those. I, I haven't markers. seen much Trinidad at all. And it's like, you look at a lot of the Cohiba that's Fundies been sitting have around. Up. Fundies have come up. You've seen some? Yeah. Where, where? Ben's where? probably bought them. Yeah, he probably has them. Where have He's you got seen more them? Fundies than any of us. On our group, I've seen them come up a, yeah. a two or three times. So 22s? Yeah, they're young, I think. I didn't yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I just wonder, is there a price correction coming 
on Cohiba and Trinidad. I hope so. Not across the lines, but I hope so. on some of this stuff that's sitting, like you would think that they'd need to adjust, right? Honestly, I need more Colonialis. I would love more of those. The Trinidads. Yes. Now, are you willing to pay? No. What What is that size? It, it's, um, petite it's, corona? it's a Petit Corona. I think they're like over $28 a stick. They're probably in the 30s now. They, un- they are. It's outrageous. The price point on those is just stupid. It's really stupid. And listen, I get fun to Doris and Esmeralda. I know Esmeralda, we're going to do those at some point on the podcast. That's an awesome cigar. That's a Robusto, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand people chasing those, but it's just, it's the same leaf as the Coaba or as the San Cristo. It's, it's just a different blend. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. The blend matters. The blend matters. For double or triple the price. The Colonialist, I will say, though, is disappointing because Bam loves that stick. I do. I think I do Bam too, is how actually. I... Yeah. yeah. Like Colonialis. Big time. Oh, no, I know. I just... Yeah. He's definitely smoked more than anyone. How much are you willing yeah. to pay for a box of Colonialis? <laughs> do you have a box? <laughs> yeah, I have a few boxes. I'll give you $18 a yeah, stick. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're the Zeno Petit I'll Corona with a Colonial... Uh, Trinidad yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> and that's what they should be, 18 bucks a stick. So, by the way, we did do the Colonialis on the pod, if you remember. I, I remember. didn't until I looked. Yeah. Episode 26, it was uh, an 8.8... 8. Fantastic score. Yeah. So that's, you know, we do need to do more. But I mean, at the current value of Trinidad, man, that's that's just tough. But I just bring that cigar up because mm. I tried it first from Bam. I could see why he loved that so much. It's a great cigar. And the thing that kills me is I would buy it and smoke it. It's just the price point is it's not worth it at that ridiculous price for such a small cigar. The word stupid is appropriate. It's perfect. Do you think that they make a, a pricing adjustment to Trinidad, or do you think that they just roll less moving forward to to keep the price where it is? You know, to to you know to create a situation in which the supply is meeting whatever demand, or maybe a little under, you know, what the demand is out of Hong Kong or worldwide. I don't, I don't think they're quite hurting yet. No, I mean, they're it, certainly not hurting, but I think there's a lot of stuff sitting on the shelves. Whereas, you know, Monty 2s or D4s, Epi2s, some of the other kind of mainline, you know, injected but in the, the go, Cuban go, smokers' go veins. The factory, I mean, can't make enough cigars to send to push out. So yeah. they, you know, it's that's not the problem. So maybe it's sitting on the shelves that's it's like a lagging indicator, I guess. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, they'll have to see if they kind of don't. If I mean, right now, they can't even produce enough, right? Yeah. What's interesting, so, like the cigars you just out. named are more, you know, they're more substantial cigars. So when you see a box of Colonialis, it's going to turn you off with that price point. It's just not, it's just, it's not But I think reasonable. that the problem I have with it is if you look at a Partagas D4, which is approaching $30 a cigar, <laughs> right? Crazy. You're you're probably going to be at 30 bucks by the, the, this time next year, I would think. Probably around 25 now. Okay. Um. And you look at a, uh, an Esmeralda from Trinidad, mm-hmm. which is probably what double? Yeah, it's two like and a half times. Yeah, yeah, fifty bucks. It's in the fifties. So yeah. let's say it's fifty and twenty-five for for this argument's sake. It's probably not terribly accurate, but for the listener, let's just make an assumption that a D four is twenty-five bucks and an Esmeralda from Trinidad is fifty. Is the Esmeralda giving you double the pleasure of a Partagas D four? No, of course not. Of course not. No. So that's where it's like, to me, Cohiba, I understand the Robusto being at 60, 70, 80 bucks because that's their, I'm not saying I pay that, but that being their kind of premier line, mm-hmm. it's rolled at Legito, a lot more quality control, maybe not so much coming out. 
I kind of get it. But Trinidad, it makes no damn sense. Yeah, why they selected that marca along with Cuba to name as Cohiba. Their, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Cohiba, as their premium luxury cigar and double, triple the price that they were, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Why a Trinidad? But do you think Habanos is willing to make a price correction in the market? Not yet. Yeah, but I wouldn't I be surprised. Maybe next year, you know, the price may just come off. I, I was listening to something where they believe, oh, you know, to the excess cash has been uh, dwindling. So, you know, a lot of the guys, because a lot of the government subsidies and so on and so forth uh, during the pandemic, uh, were able to save a lot of money. And that money that was saved, that has been dwindling. And they expect that to be, you know, somewhat depleted towards the end of the year beginning of next year and so it's interesting because and that's why like people are wondering whether a recession's coming um and if you would to consider the excess cash you know where it goes to a lot of the luxury products um it'd be interesting to see what really transpires next year yeah the problem is it's not right now going to luxury products right like it was during the pandemic it was last year but this year it's not like you look at luxury products like the watch market has like tanked. Yeah, really. It's like now is actually a great time to buy like a, a high end watch. It has tanked. Yeah. People are not pouring crazy amounts of money into watches like they were because people are kind of bracing for a potential recession. And I think you're seeing it with cigars where we're talking about a lot of the most expensive stuff is just sitting and readily available, but still at way too high of a price point. And people are just not willing to put that kind of cash into these yeah, things right now. Yeah, and the cost of living has gone up across the board. Yeah. And that's affecting, you know, yeah, everyone. Like, you know, the other side of it is the availability of a lot of these Cuban cigars has just increased in some of the websites we frequent. Yeah. That's true. It's true. There's definitely a lot of, of stock at some of the gray market. There's no question about that. But then you hear that Europe, in the in the Habano Specialist, some of the stores... They have absolutely no stock. They that's, don't even have Monty 4s. That's weird. They don't have D4s. Strange. They don't have Monty 2s. So it, it, it's it's a weird supply-demand thing happening that I, I don't quite understand yet. There should be no Cuban cigar other than Cohiba priced above 25 to 30 bucks. I agree with that. I they agree should with all you. be under 25 to 30 bucks. Cohiba, maybe 45 50 That's maybe, it. Maybe. Not $100 for a Lancero or... Three hundred dollars for a Behike. you know fifty five <laughs> yeah or the, the Cohiba fifty five it's insane please, please it's insanity the only thing different about Behike not that I'm not that I'm validating their pricing strategy but it's the only one that has the Medio Tiempo leaf in this it. is true so it, that's the only yeah but guess what grow guess some what? more Medio Tiempo guess what <laughs> no no forget grow some more Medio Tiempo guess what. It's always been the only cigar with Medio Tempo, That's and true. it was never $300 this to have true. that experience. That's right. It was literally a third of that price. That's it was less just than like that a year ago or yeah. two years ago, and then obviously way before that, it was... In the 50s. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, I think, you know, like we're saying about Trinidad being kind of, you know, piggybacking on the Cohiba, you know, the primary brand of, of, of Habanos, how Trinidad has become that, which is not a global brand. Right. It's not a global brand. Yeah. Is it a secondary or tertiary brand? Maybe, a according to the historic Habanos releases. I mean, that didn't even come out till 1998. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, being able to buy it in the retail chain. But to see those prices go as dramatically high as they have, it's such a reach. And I hope they sit and I hope they make a correction because Agreed. Agreed. it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's all piggybacking on the fundadors. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's I mean, so stupid. I think corrections obviously do, but sadly, if you just look at Cuba, I mean, this is a place where things don't change. 100%. I cannot see them saying, you know what? Maybe we made a mistake. Or you know what? Maybe we need to try something different. They're not going to do that. And yeah. 10 times worse than Cuba are the Chinese. Yeah. Who are willing to milk this whole thing for as get as much blood out of the stone as yeah. they can. And is it a coincidence that once they took partnership into this, the prices started to go up? I well, know. I mean, they've been in, in for a while. I think they've just gotten very desperate and through COVID, yeah, but you know, wanted to make a price correction. What's but. really sad is whether a Cohiba was $25 or whether it's $100, it does not trickle down to the local economy, the local people. The, the they do not Poverty still exists. It never has. If, if not, it's it gotten has. worse. Yeah, yeah, it never has. You know, it should be the other way around. Like, I don't yeah. mind paying more for a certain cigar. Or most Cuban cigars, if the money's going to the local people, yeah, but it's not. They're still getting paid the same wages. They were getting. They're getting paid the same wages today. Mm-hmm. They were as four years ago. Yeah, and look at the inflation right. that's happened. And we've been to Cuba several times, and the inflation's hit them ten times as hard because they have no access right. to real money. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Cuban peso is effectively monopoly money down there. I mean, the oh, inflation hit, yes. has hit them You've so got much a, harder. A stack of cash for a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not effectively, literally. Yeah. Literally, it's, like, it's I, monopoly I've told, money. I've told people. Like, I mean, I feel bad saying this, but it just for a little humor, you know, honestly, the first time we went to Cuba, it, it just um, for me, I joke that it felt like what it must feel like to be a billionaire in America. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're totally right. Honestly. It's so true, it's true. I mean, just when you're in Cuba, it's like you have this like incredible meal and you're just stacking dollars like a, the friggin' Eiffel Tower yeah. on, a ta- on a table that you're at. And they're pennies. And you're like, oh, how much was that actually in US? Oh, it was $30 a person. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. For like a giant ribeye and a oh, great yeah. bottle of wine and all this stuff. You're like, 30 some bucks a person. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. You can't get an entree at a nice restaurant for $30 here anymore. Yeah. You spend more at Burger King. Oh, I yeah. do. 100%. Right? Yeah. Crazy. It's a real tragedy, and and to your point, it's like the 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 fact that we've seen Habanos raise these prices like they have, and it not in any way, in any material way, really impact the people who are making the cigars, mm-hmm. is a real travesty. Yeah, you I know? remember in our former lounge, I was sitting with Rooster. I think it was just the two of us in the lounge at the time. Pulled out a box of bahiques that he got from someone up north. Remember that. He handed me one. I smoked it. It was incredible. I asked him, how much is a cigar? I was floored at the time. He said it was $55, and I couldn't believe how expensive that was. Gizmo, that is, are you hearing this? We yeah. got cut out. No, this was six I, years I ago. wasn't involved in yeah, this. You, weren't, we, you guys were not members. Yet. I don't oh, think that, we, you know what? That's, not, a, that's you not an excuse. You should have <laughs> held a couple for Held us. a couple. You probably were not born yet. <laughs> It just goes to show that how very well may be true. Just going back to the price increase, just tremendous. How you, when you look back, it's un, it's just. Do you know something? Adamant. Yeah, the one I gave you that was a Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> F you. <laughs> you know, this this is this is going to be one oh, of those boy. things forever. Now. It's never going to die. Uh, good retort, by the way. <laughs> Not if I can help it. <laughs> Oh my lord, we've been Zenoed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. That Bahika was good, right? That was like from was, the initial, like the early days. 2012, it was, 2010? It was really incredible, honestly. Yeah, it must be later. I would say maybe 2016, 17, maybe. No, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't six, remember the age. 15, 16. It was six years ago, roughly. Yeah. It just, it, and no cigar, when you have a great cigar, it leaves an imprint. Of course. And that's what I love about what we're doing. Yeah. Love that. Like how many cigars have we had here that's like, I can recall every aspect yeah. of that experience of a great cigar. It's like, you know, it happens rarely that it's that memorable, but when it does, man, you chase it. And you won't ever forget it. And you won't forget it. Yeah. I remember everything about those moments. Agreed. You know, what we talked about, mm-hmm. how it went, what it tasted like, what yeah. we paired it with. Yeah. It's like such an imprint on your mind. Yeah, for some, because I can forget a lot of things. <laughs> he wants to forget one thing right now. <laughs> and I'm ready to forget quite a few moments. <laughs> I, I, I won't let you. <laughs> I think it's been imprinted there. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, boys, we're in the last third here of the San Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramal Malaya. What are you guys thinking? You're doing great with the pronunciation. By I practice, by the awesome. way. I'm tired of the pronunciation. Big time. The pr- pronunciation <laughs> shit. I'm over it. Because I'm going to need to leave. Uh, yeah, in the intro, when I record the intro to this, I mean, it's going to be like half of the intro is saying the name of the cigar. It's true. Thank God that Cavassier is only a VSOP, but yeah. what are, are you guys using, thinking? Are you using Babel? Just to- <laughs> <laughs> I am using Babel to learn Spanish, by the way. Nice. Yeah. I'm well, actually surprised yeah. that Pagoda has got a decent amount of cigar left. I blew through mine. You did? Yeah. I think his, though, has been having some burn issues. It looks uh, maybe. Like. It's sad, but listen, it's been reasonably pleasant. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's just it, another stick. I don't think it's worth 30. No, it's it's not an unreasonable Is it cigar. worth eight, though? Well, I don't yeah. know. I think eight. it's worth the Zeno price. Well, <laughs> $8. This cigar for $8 to me, still the flavor it's is not, not great. Yeah, you, and none of us will pursue this. Like, yeah. nobody, I mean, to Gizmo's point, we have literally reviewed seven dollar New World sticks like that oh. Maestro del Tiempo. Yeah, the warp two oh five way more flavor. Or the warp yeah. cigar. Yeah. Among many others that were yeah. very reasonably priced. Incredible, unforgettable. I experience. would pay twenty bucks for that warped cigar <laughs> any day. <laughs> right now. <laughs> any day. I have a box for you. <laughs> no, but it, that's a great point. It's I mean, true. it's a good cigar. I mean, it's like yeah. I don't know if this is worth eight bucks. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't chase it. It's a shame. It is because it's like, you know, if you know you're a retailer in Malaysia, you want a cigar that's like, wow, this is really something that celebrates our heritage, and they have all these stories and mm-hmm. this tiger, and they made this special number of boxes that's you know, Lucky yeah. in China. Yep, it's like, I don't know. I'm I mean, actually what, very glad that Giz said that. When you said eight dollars, I'm like, ooh, that that's a bit harsh. You but know why I said eight dollars, right? Yeah, ah, lucky oh, number. Look at lucky this guy. Number. Connecting yeah. the dots. <laughs> but but I will say, it, it's very useful because when I sat here and thought about it, truly, if this stick were $8, would I buy it? Absolutely It changes not. nothing. Yeah. Right. It's he's, true. He's completely spot on. It's true. Yeah. And I don't like the size. I don't like a 55. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like across yeah. the board. I don't mind the size. I, neither do I. Yeah. yeah. It's if just it has a, flavor, it's got, you know. Mm-hmm. The experience, I don't, I don't, it's the experience yeah, I agree. that matters. I yeah. agree. The size I thought would bother me, it does not. And the only thing I've enjoyed about this cigar, the smoke output's been great all the way through. Like yeah. This is a good semi, like a small chimney, not like an E2 chimney. It's but true. It's like a small chimney. It's got just enough smoke. Which you want from a 55 ring gauge cigar. You want smoke out of a 55 yeah. ring yeah. gauge cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you expect it. And, and fortunately for the cigar, the merit here, like we said, 
is the construction, the burn, and the smoke output. Mm-hmm. It's just the yeah. flavor's mediocre. Yep. Now, we'll you take know? another glass of that Kovacier. I know. Do we have more Kovacier? We do. Wow. This is tremendous. I, you know, Thank if you. Ben, Senator, can you pull me? Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it. Of course. Buckle up. <laughs> you know, if 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 you told me, I'm going to say something crazy. If you told me this was Cavassier XO, I wouldn't blink. It's that's a great. I point. wouldn't blink. Like that is really, I think the best VSOP we've had. And the price point is incredible. for five dollars. It's quite honestly the opposite of the cigar in every way. Yeah. The price, the delivery, I mean, it's, the flavor. It's a little bit more than one cigar. Yeah. <laughs> or at the current price, one cigar. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Are you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Cavassier? Yeah. VSOP? Yeah. All right, Bam, you're up. 10. No. Yeah. Wow, look at this. Look, wow, what listen, a start. Listen. He didn't even hesitate. No hesitation. None. $45. First of all, there's a little bit of history with my dad and so on, but honestly, I've never tried this until now. So my first time having this. Senator, you've had this, I know. I have. It's, look... It's rich. It's satisfying. It's got incredible legs. There's great viscosity to it. It's a ten. So uh, I know we're interrupting. For the price, I'm, I'm interrupting. But was Cavassier VSOP? Was that your dad's yeah. cognac? Yeah. He went for the VSOP. He did. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Ten. And he had good. He had, he had good taste buds, Bam. Damn good taste. Impressive. Yeah. All right. Pagoda. Yeah, you don't even need taste buds. It tastes so good. <laughs> it is. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll go for a ten as well. Wow, oh, man. Considering the price point and... All the factors are checking the boxes yeah. here. Senator. He's doing some research before he rates. <laughs> you know, the, thing, so the, thing, the thing I'm looking for, honestly, what I just can't figure out, I've had this before with my dad, and I... It's different. This is richer than I remember it. I remember mm. this being lighter. And so I'm at least looking. The, the whole packaging and bottling redesign, that happened in early 2022 last year. Oh, wow. Recent. Yeah. Mm. And they did it across the whole line. But I'm not seeing anything that they changed the blend. I, I just I did not remember it being this spectacular for the price. Um, I'm between a 9 and a 10. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out here. Um, Happy with either. You know, I thought Ben was a little wild going for a 10, but I, I the, the reason I actually think I'm going to be there with him, I can't find anything wrong with this. I really can't. I'm sitting here like, what would preclude it from a 10? The flavor is excellent. It is robust, but smooth. You get a bunch of different notes in this. I like there's even like a little floral element to That's this. That's true. A um, touch of honey. Yeah. And what's interesting, what may knock it down for some people, possibly, my very, very first sip, it had a, a tiny bit of bite. Yep. But as I said earlier, it this improves as you drink it. And that, for me, is a great mark of a spirit, as it gets better and better as you drink. No, but none of us have even reached for, you know, typifies. So. No, no. No. For I didn't even think bucks. about it. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even think about it. I didn't it. even think about it. No, no. And then you factor in the price point. I mean, I, oh. I almost laughed when I saw it was forty six dollars. <laughs> this does not drink like a forty six dollars spirit. It's insane. There's it, not a it, single... it, to me. It drinks like an eighty six dollars spirit. I agree. Eighty eight. Hundred percent. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. So I, I think for all these reasons, I can't. I can't knock this down. I'm going to give it a ten. So wow. I thought I was going to before we rated. I thought I was going to be the only ten. <laughs> Obviously, we all were in the same place. Wow. To me. This is the best VSOP we've had. I would argue, for a value standpoint, 
this edges out 1738 for me. From the point of view of value, yes. For value? You can get two bottles of these. You could. And it's like, you know, if this were 70 bucks, I think it would be kind of in line with, yeah. with 1738. But at $45, it's I mean, unbeatable. you just cannot beat that. It's unbeatable. So the formal liquor rating, boys, is a 10.0. Spectacular. That is the best VSOP we've had. Very nice. Well done, Kavasi. Well done, and I got to say, clearly Napoleon, for all of his flaws, had some good taste. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the rappers that are always mentioning this in their songs. That's true. <laughs> oh, so I saw a funny stat. When that song came out, Corvassier's sales increased 30% that year. Wow. wow. Is that right? Wow. Just from that song. That's cool. Mm. All right, so let's look <laughs> at some of the uh, other VSOPs we've done. The Martel VSOP was an 8.4. The H by Hine did not perform well, was a 6.8. That's the taller bottle, yeah? The That's other, their like, budget version. Yeah. Which, yeah. ironically, is at around the same price point as this. Think about That's that. That's crazy. The other uh, VSOP from Hine was the Rare which got a 9.0, and then uh, the 1738, which is not a VSOP, was a 9.3, and then I believe the first VSOP we did on the pod was the Remy Martin, mm. was an 8.4. Yeah. So this performed, this outperformed all of them. You know, a 9.3 for that 1738, the reason behind it for me is the flavor. It was just delicious, easy to drink, and you can go through half a bottle at a sitting. It just it was just so tasty. Yeah, Better yeah. than this? Uh, no. This I, is better. I think this is better when you factor in value. I mean, you, yeah. have, you have to you factor, factor in the price. It it's is. crazy. No, because uh, keeping, these, keeping the price apart aside. I enjoy well, uh, the thing. So for me, per, uh, this has more viscosity than that that spirit does for me personally. It's 1738. Yeah it's, yeah, it's more satisfying. I think that's true. I agree. To me, they're neck and neck. If they were the it's same true. price point yeah. and we were doing whole numbers, I'd probably have to give each a nine. But if we were doing decimals, I might give this a very slight edge, but with this price point, it's, it's definitely leaps and bounds above. It's unbeatable. Yeah, this is excellent. It's crazy. Excellent. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this now because this is always the case in spirits, wine, doesn't matter what it is. Every time you find something at a really, really good price point, it's going to go up. And you start telling people how great it is. And they start telling people and they try it how great. I'm. This happens with like, I'll just use, here's my case study. Paul Roger. Paul Roger has always, that champagne has always been priced lower than Veuve Clicquot. Not because it's inferior. I think it's way better than Veuve Clicquot. It is. Because Veuve is marketed much better. And people just associate that as like, if you're going to drink good champagne, you have the yellow label, the Veuve Clicquot. Mm -hmm. Paul Roger doesn't spend marketing dollars like they do. You're never going to see Paul Roger ads. That's not how they operate. And Paul Roger, as a result, was significantly cheaper. You used to be able to get Paul Roger for like, $38, 40 wow where wow. Vouve was minimum 50 now it's like 55 paul roger i mean i'm only doing my part there i'm sure it's tons your of fault. other people that <laughs> we're gonna blame you it's well, your fault <laughs> but this happens with everything i mean i'm yeah. not exaggerating everything i think of like good accessibly priced wines that i have found and they're so cheap and i'm not buying in bulk i'm thinking they're gonna stay there and then a year later i'm like holy shit they increased it by like you know, 40%. Like, how does this happen? I guarantee that with time, this is going to jump up. There's wow. no doubt about it. So I would just suggest that people stock up while it's I, at this I also point. suggest do not release this recording. <laughs> <laughs> Until we all buy a couple That's of cases. Right. <laughs> all right, boys, you ready to do the formal lizard rating on tonight's cigar? The San Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramal Malaya, 
Edition Regional. I, I mean, the, the name is ridiculous. But you're doing a great job. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bam. Yeah, and do, they, do they make other regionals for <laughs> Malaysia? Uh, for oh, Malaysia, sorry, I don't so I, I know. I, what, I, know what, generally, so I, think, I know what to avoid. Are you reiterating the question? <laughs> just a just a roti kanai before. <laughs> no, I, I like roti kanai. It's excellent. It's I, I I don't know if there's been other Malaysian or Malaya uh, regionals, but yeah, this is the only one I'm aware of. I'm sure there were more, but I'm not sure. Okay, so I'm at a six. On this. <laughs> no hesitation. None. All right, Senator. I'm at a five. Ooh. I'm at a six for sure. Pagoda. I'm at a six. And bam. Yeah, I think I think six is a fair score. I have been between a five and a six. It finished pretty smooth. I can't say that it was an awful cigar. A five, like that La Punta, that's an awful cigar. I hope I gave La Punta lower than a five. Uh, you did. I think you gave it a four, if I remember correctly. Do we have my rating? Uh, let's look that up. Did I give it a three? So the formal lizard rating on these on Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramal Malaya, Edición Regional, Malaysia, is a 5.8. Oh, wait a minute. The, the, I think the La Punta got a 5.6. Five, 5.9. Five, five, what? Yeah. No, no. Something's wrong. Yeah. We, so messed, the, we messed up tonight. So the La Punta Rooster Puba Senator... Grinder and Bam all gave it sixes. I gave it a five. Wow. Ended up at a five point eight. Uh, five point nine is, tonight is a five point eight. This is better than a little. So here, here's the only thing where maybe that what? that that might work. The price point on this, that. My well, only yeah, issue. Yeah, so I was. Uh, that's exactly yeah, yeah, where I was yeah, going. Yeah. Is if, the value yeah, thing is a problem. Honestly, that's as you what, guys were giving it sixes, my only gripe. I think we probably feel the exact same way about flavor, but to me. It is absolutely laughable and ridiculous that this was thirty dollars. Now, <laughs> now it's forty, fifty dollars. Yeah. So, like to me, it, it, you know it's, what? It disqualifies it from a six because the value is so extraordinarily poor that I have to ding it for that. Makes total sense. Well, that I was going to say that because uh, you know t I, I rated the La Punta a five. I really mm. hated that cigar, as mm -hmm. you remember. Yeah, but that was a twenty dollars cigar. Yeah. Well, you know, arguably less than half right, right now. Right. But I'm sure it's gone up by now. Like this, this thing has. I mean, I didn't know this thing was up to fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. And hey. we rated the La Punta for what it was and what it cost at the time. I think Senator, which you, was twenty, right? Yeah, yeah it was twenty-five, maybe. Yeah, 20, I think it makes sense. And I think the, as I think about it, it makes sense that it's below the La Punta because it's so outrageously priced. Makes yeah, sense. and I think that you know that that's where the lizard rating works, right? Like the it, value absolutely came in. It's so fucking true. I hated that cigar it's more true. than I think anybody in the room. I hate that cigar. Oh but, no, I think we were. Well, how I gave it a six. I, I don't know what I was six. drinking. You must have been day. in a good mood. I was in a way too good of a mood because I hate it. I mean, I I still joke every all the time about that cigar. That's one of the worst cigars I've had. Cuban yeah. cigars. Actually, by the way, that was one of the uh, tequila episodes. Where uh, Chef Ricky was with us, he also gave it a five alongside me. Uh, that, that's why everybody I was else generous. gave it sixes. Uh, <laughs> we, we we must have tried God knows how many tequilas that night. That's true. Plus Ricky's presence alone, I gave it an extra point. True. Yeah, true. It's a good rating tonight, actually. It is. It's you know, it, it, it's just the problem is the price, right? We we can go back to that all day, but I will never well, no, no, think no, no. about I, this just, cigar again. I I, I want to reframe our takeaway here. The problem is not the price with this stick. Giz said it best when you said if it were eight dollars, would you buy it? I wouldn't smoke this at eight dollars. So the problem is the cigar. Yeah, yeah, it checks no boxes. And I don't see this is not a cigar that I didn't enjoy 
because of its, you know, its character, its merit, where I can see other cigar smokers saying, you know what, I really enjoyed this mm-hmm. because it, it was so it was lack off. absent of interest. Like there was nothing interesting about it. Right. Even if there was something there I didn't like, I don't see anyone saying, you know what, I really love the flavor profile of that San Cristobal, you know, regional. It's just right. There's nothing there to like. <laughs> there's nothing there. I know. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, We're gonna need T-shirts that say, "What are we doing?" <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I say that a lot around here. All right, boys. Well, an excellent night on the pairing for sure. The Cavassier VSOP at a ten point zero. Certainly the best VSOP I've had and we've had on the podcast. No Great doubt Great recommend, that. Senator. That saved the evening. It did. It did. It, did. it definitely it did. did. Oh, yeah. And a 5.8 on the San Cristobal de la Habana, Hiramau Malaya, Edicion Regional from Malaysia. I apologize to the Malaysian people that Habanos thought that this was an acceptable release for your country. If I'm Malaysian, I'm offended. But can't you say that about a lot of regionals? Yeah, this one's yeah. on the bottom end. Though. That's true. We've done some others. This one's on the bottom end. Nevertheless, boys, a great night, a great pairing with the Cavassier. Great conversation, and we'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.